right here at London Euston. I am uh, on an elevated view looking down on the crowd on the concourse. Busy already early in the morning, it's half past seven. Manchester United colours can be seen uh, in the background and uh, some of them uh, are eager to get to Manchester for the big game between themselves and Liverpool considering the result yesterday for some teams Manchester United have moved closer to the relegation zone and therefore it's not only just a big game for fans it's a big game for the players and it's definitely a big game for the manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer who knows what's going to happen Manchester United fans would like to take the bragging rights for all three points but who knows at best it could be a point at worst it could be the chop for Oli. I, myself, as a Manchester United fan, I want him to keep his job. Every manager goes through dips. Every team goes through slumps. This is just one of them. But considering the way the players have performed and the tone of the conversation around the team and the club itself, it's not looking good. Anyway, I'll get back to you guys later on. Um, more from On and Off the Pitch, a sporting podcast. And this is the second part of the It's Not a Real Road Trip. See you soon. Hi guys, I finally arrived in Manchester. Um, fresh morning, very busy at Manchester Piccadilly Station for the game. Lots of uh, United fans already milling around. You've seen the red shirts getting off the train and actually just outside the station trying to find something to eat. I have to say the train journey itself was uh, quite smooth, but also subdued. There wasn't as much conversation on the train as there had previously been uh, before a big game where Manchester United had been involved. Some of the people on the train were actually saying that if Manchester United didn't win today or get a decent result or performance, that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would probably either walk or be sacked. I'm not sure about what you guys think, but it's definitely a big game considering Manchester United are now actually a couple of points away from the bottom four. Their goal difference is literally just one goal more than Sheffield United, who are below them. And uh, in terms of performances, they are in relegation form. Let's, let's be honest, they're in relegation form, 15 points away from the leaders at the top. At best, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can hold for three points. Worst, he can hold for a point, which will kind of move them back up the table. But in all reality, this is a kind of a doomsday day game. It, you know, if things don't go well for him or the team, it will be likely that Mr Woodward will act in the way that he's previously acted when managers are on the, the ropes as they say, and uh, the fury of the fans shift from the manager to the players and then on to the owners and himself. It will be interesting to see how they set up. I honestly believe that with Pogba not playing, you're going to see Delol played in possibly a midfield role. You never know. He's, he, he's actually done this before, Ole, in the Champions League game. There's talk that Martial will be back and playing. Uh, I'm not expecting much from him, considering he's been absent since game three. And there has been many, many minutes in terms of football being played since then. What is important, really, from a, a, a neutral point of view, is that the game is a good game and it's free-flowing and it is obviously Super Sunday. But from a Manchester United point of view, they're expecting all three points and a fantastic performance. But we know what these games are like. Historically, they've been um, a dab, drab, draw. So we'll see. Anyway, I'm off to find myself a nice place to sit down and have a cup of coffee and look at the newspapers and see what they have to say. And enjoy some of Manchester before the big game this afternoon. And I'll see you guys very, very soon. Bye for now.
settled somewhere quiet. It's it, not a real road trip. Back with you again for the Manchester United versus Liverpool game. I found myself a Sunday newspaper, one of the red tops. I'll say which one it is, Sunday Mirror. Looking at the back page, Ole Cop title taunt is the big headline there. Uh, bold words from a manager under siege, uh, I would say to try and poke the bear before you go into battle is probably not one of the best things to do. But I think the Manchester United manager is trying his level best to placate the fans and lift spirits before what is no doubt a really big game. The other games in the Premier League this weekend uh, have not gone in the favour of Manchester United, moving them down the table closer to the relegation zone, as mentioned before, uh, closer to the bottom four. Um, there are nine points in the bottom four, in itself starts from eight points, seven points. So really, this is a big game. At best, as I've already said, Manchester United could get three points and put on a good performance. But in real, in the real world, what will that do for him and the team and the fan base? The fan base are already divided. Some people are already calling for him to be sacked, saying that he's not good enough, saying the job is too big for him. He, in response, has put out a press conference this week and quotes are saying that he says this job isn't too big for him. But let's be honest, I think in terms of the job of Manchester United manager, it isn't about the size of the job, it's about the direction in which the club is travelling. And it's been travelling in a particular direction for quite some time. Uh, disarray, um, unorganised, disorganised, you can say whichever way you want. It's really clear that this is a club that is clinging on to tradition and history, but not necessarily learning from those moments of greatness. They are a money club. Primarily, they're only interested in the balance sheets, uh, whether they're in the red in terms of the profits that are coming in or the black, as we would say, the red for the team, red for danger. And it seems that the red is danger for Manchester United managers. Anyone who comes in right now is going to have an uphill battle. Should Ole lose his job or should he walk away? Um, I hope he doesn't because I think that uh, me as a fan, um, has my I have my part to play in terms of how the club uh, is perceived. And uh, if you continually moan about certain things, it puts the pressure on. And I can understand quite well the need for fans to vent their views and hear their thoughts on social media as I am here and everyone else does. But sometimes, at some point, you have to actually say, what are we going to stand for? And the reality is, where is the club at this moment in time? It is not where it should be. It's not where many people want it to be. Um, in contrast to Liverpool, who are really doing well. And what you'll find, in contrast to the Manchester United fan base, where there is a lot of crowing about how things aren't going well and what should be done. Liverpool fans, if you can find a Liverpool fan, apart from former players that are bold enough to talk their team up right now, you will have won the lottery ticket. Most Liverpool fans have learned a long and hard lesson. Don't talk your team up even when they're doing well. They're very cautious. They don't want to say anything. Despite, despite winning the Champions League last season, despite going to a Champions League final twice in 12 months, despite all of those things, Liverpool fans are quite cautious in terms of the words they use around their team and how they talk up their team and their manager. It is a, a, a reality check for any football fan to say that uh, your lot is the worst and there's going to be someone else who doesn't 
have to suffer like you. I'll say again, uh, Manchester United fans, despite being so far down in the league, um, they're not Berry fans. And, you know, in terms of actually having a football club to go and support, there is still one currently in play. But in terms of the game today, I have no doubt that Klopp will not necessarily put out a different team in terms of what he will normally do. If his front three are uh, available and fit, they will play. Uh, Firmino and uh, Mane and uh, Salah doing what they do best in terms of creating uh, space for each other, creating opportunities for each other. And when those opportunities arise, scoring the goals. And what I would say about Klopp, um, to focus on Liverpool for a moment, is that Klopp has shown that he's not just a checkbook manager this year. He has found his team. He has created and assembled them in a particular way. And we're now seeing Klopp the coach, someone who is, um, for a better word, being a magician to get the best out of James Milner and uh, Henderson, who are in his midfield and doing all good things, so much so that Henderson seems almost um, nailed on to be in the England squad, where many would have said some time ago that he should be nowhere near the squad. James Milner at 34, showing that 34 is now the new 23, 24 and 25. Uh, just being a, a, a supremely um, focused professional in terms of the world of football. So you can see that that Klopp as a manager is getting the best out of what he has and he hasn't necessarily gone out this year and had to add anything. Whereas you would have said if this was a, a Pep Guardiola Liverpool, just putting it out there, uh, there would be players coming in each and every year. Uh, bringing it back to uh, Manchester United with Ole, it's clear to see that he is definitely um, struggling. He's definitely uh, under fire. And not only him, but his backroom staff. Um, when he arrived and it was a, a blaze of glory with those games that he won and, and nothing could do no wrong. Um, he could do no wrong and no one around him could do any wrong. With the songs that were coming out, Ollie's at the wheel. Let's just say that the car has been stalled for quite some time. And despite the immense footballing knowledge and brain that uh, Mr. Phelan has, um, there doesn't seem to be anything in terms of getting the bonnet open and turning the engine over. They are still in the same position. Uh, Michael Carrick, for all of his years at um, Old Trafford, I don't know whether he does add value to the coaching setup or it's just part and parcel of the Old Trafford tradition where they keep players on board and uh, so that they can go on and uh, learn on the job, which is something that you could be said in terms of the academy doesn't necessarily happen. In terms of the players playing today, will Ole be bold enough and keep a strong defence and include Spanzebi in it alongside Harry Maguire? Uh, for me, he deserves to play. He's played really well in the positions that he's been asked to. He has adapted really well, whether it's been on the right side of a three or the left side of a three. He has shown his worth. And what I will say, um, there are so many that are quick to say that he's learned the Manchester United way. I doubt very much if uh, Swansebi had stayed at Old Trafford, he would be seen in the same light. He probably would be seen as someone who hasn't learned enough and he needs to go out and learn. Well, considering he did go out and learn and learnt to play what I would call the nuts and bolts of men's football, having to learn quickly in what is a truly tough league. Um, he has come back a better player. So I wouldn't necessarily say that his development is down to Ole or down to the coaching staff at Old Trafford. He has had to go away and learn that aspect of the game. Uh, needless to say, he does, in my opinion, deserve to be 
in the, the, the starting lineup today, whether he will. I have no idea. Uh, in terms of the midfield, no doubt there will be talk about the lack of creativity. And I will go back to the point I've just mentioned about Klopp and getting the best out of midfielders who we thought were no longer relevant in the modern game, James Milner and Henderson. Uh, was not around for Manchester United and there will no doubt be cries that there is no creativity in this team. Pereira is a talented footballer. Fred is talented. Um, Scott McTominay has shown his worth since he has been given his chance by the former manager, Jose Mourinho. Okay, so there is ability there. Dalol has shown that he has the ability to cross the ball uh, uh, and at a tender age is still learning his trade. But Ole has utilised him in an advanced position, whether it's been on the right side of midfield or the left side of midfield. What you're now looking at now is the forward line, those that are going to provide the firepower. And when you look at the forward line in terms of Rashford, Marshall, who um, allegedly or rumoured to be uh, fit and being brought back into the squad, and Lingard, uh, neither of these players mentioned are going to necessarily going to give you 15 to 20 league goals in any given campaign. Uh, Lingard, who is 27, moving towards 28, has never been known for that. He has bags of energy. He's a link-up man, but in terms of assists, they're not necessarily prominent in his game. Rashford, for me, is still learning his trade. He's nowhere near the finished article, and I doubt he'll be the finished article until he's at least 25 or 26. So he has many more years to, to go, and in terms of learn his trade. Martial, for me, is the conundrum. There is all this talk about a uh, possible future Ballon d'Or winner, has all of the credentials, has all of the um, abilities to be a top flight footballer in the world and actually be a world-class player. I am beginning to doubt that very, very much. There is no doubt he's talented. There is no doubt that he's the best finisher in the club when opportunities arrive and when he's given the chance to take them. But if I were to put my money where my mouth is and say that he's going to be the one that drags this club kicking and screaming up the league from where they are, I would lose heavily if I were to go to the casino and put money on that kind of bet. So I would say it isn't necessarily about the ability in the midfield in terms of the creativity. Again, I will go back to the Liverpool midfield who have James Milner and Henderson. And for some people who compared them to the bangers and mash, of midfield players, not necessarily your a la carte, but they get the job done. It's about your strike force. What are they going to do on the day? Now, considering the players I've just mentioned, Lingard, Rashford and Martial, you would look at them and think tantalising, exciting, straightforward. And I haven't forgotten Daniel James. I haven't forgotten him. I will mention him. The reason I haven't is simply this. If Martial plays, where does Daniel James play? Because all three bar Lingard, apparently want to play on the left-hand side because they're right-footed and they therefore want to come in and attack the goal with their natural foot, their strongest foot, the right side. This is the problem that Manchester United had with um, Alexis Sanchez. He apparently wanted to play on the right-hand side. Gone are the days when you have a footballer who is naturally gifted and could play with two feet and not necessarily complain. Gone other days. And all of these footballers, are not saying necessarily Daniel James, but I would say that Marshall and Rashford have been financially rewarded beyond their years for 
football players who don't, for me, deliver at the top end. They're still learning their trade, and yet they've been given handsome uh, salaries for something that they're still learning. For me, I don't understand. I'm a simple man who goes to watch the game of football, but the world of business in terms of football, they do funny things. Back on the pitch, uh, will they turn up today? Possibly. There is that hope, and every Manchester United fan would like that to happen. Could they score the magic goal to lift the mood of the fans? Yes. Will they be in a position to get opportunities today? Definitely. There is no doubt about that. Manchester United are not that dull in terms of not creating opportunities. Whether they're going to create as many opportunities as everyone believes? Possibly. You never know in football. It just goes what happens on the day. 90 minutes is a long time. And when you take your chances, your opportunities and your probability to win increases. It's just what happens. But over the season and over the rest of any lengthy campaign, there are doubts and after this 90 minutes, what will it mean for them as players? What will it mean for the team? What will it mean for the club? What will it mean for Ole? What will it mean for all of the Manchester United family? Today's a big day. Elsewhere, Manchester United women are currently playing. Uh, Manchester City women are so hopeful that they're going to get three points. And it would be something for them to kind of lift the mood. Uh, if they win, obviously the news will travel towards Old Trafford and... Uh, the men's team will no doubt be jubilant and go out with a spring in their step. And that's the hope. But in terms of winning three points, if Manchester United do get all three points, it means simply they go back to the position they were before um, in the league, uh, still in the bottom half. They are a little bit closer to Liverpool, who can no doubt afford to lose today, should they wish to or should they not be up to it. Um, but it doesn't change the fate of the club in terms of the financial side, money going out, it doesn't change the fate of the club in terms of the way that the owners have been perceived. It doesn't change the way of the club and how they've briefed the journalists and media about possible um, new managers coming in to replace Ole despite giving him 100% backing. So all of these things are still to play. All of these things, no doubt, will materialise in the next coming days and the next coming weeks. Manchester United make money for everyone involved, particularly the newspapers, because they fill their column inches with it. But more importantly, it fills the hearts of those Manchester United uh, fans with a certain amount of sadness, anger and loss as to what to say. And with that, uh, when you don't know what to do as a fan base, you generally turn on yourself. And then there are cliques and factions which have been clear for quite some time, even from the moment when Louis van Gaal arrived. There were those that liked him, there were those that didn't like him, and it has just continued and continued. So uh, I'm going to go through the rest of the paper today and see what's there. But in terms of my hopes for the game, I do hope that it's a Manchester United win. At the very least, a draw. Uh, I'm, I'm a realist. But if it doesn't work out that way and it doesn't uh, pan out uh, the way that you would like it as a Manchester United fan or even just if you're neutral and you're interested in Manchester United's fate and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's fate, uh, then it definitely adds some flavour to the league. It is what it is, you know. Football is a funny game. As they say, that's life. So um, until... I see you guys later on, no doubt. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the build-up of the day. I, so far, have enjoyed mine. It's been a very early start in the morning, um, uh, dozing on the train, uh, walking through Manchester. I'm now going to go and find myself something to eat and digest more 
of the news and the pending team selection before the big game today. And no doubt, hopefully, I will get to speak to a few of the fans at the ground and find out what they think about the game before and after. Anyway, see you guys soon. Bye for now. Hello guys, welcome back. It's not a real road trip outside Old Trafford. I'm joined by a fellow uh, Manchester United fan I've spoken to a couple of times on the podcast. My man called Johnny. He's in the background there. Come forward. AKA hey, hey, Mr. Exclusive. That's good. So you guys don't need to see me. You'll listen to him for a bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on today's game? Oh, it's going to be an interesting one. We've got to, um, we've got to outdo a very strong attack. And... Defensively, I believe was the only like nine, what ten goals conceded that we have done in the league. I believe that we could do it. Snatch it at the end, maybe if we're lucky. I don't know. Hopefully, fingers oh, crossed. Is it? Is it? Like he's gone. He's gone with like a hopeful, like last minute smash and grab. But I've got to be honest. Uh, I don't even think Manchester United have what it takes to beat this Liverpool team. Um, defensively, they can hold out, but whether they can hold out for ninety minutes is something else. It's about the firepower up front for Manchester United. Will they click on the day? Yes. I mean, as I've said earlier in the video, um, what will it change? Three points? Will it really mean anything for the team? Will it really mean anything for Oli? And will it mean anything for the fan base? Because they're still divided. I'm going to ask John on that one. What are your thoughts in terms of Ole surviving until Christmas at this rate? If he's lucky with the fan bases that we have, I probably doubt it, but I'm sticking by him. I'm always, I'm always Oli in. Um, it is about a transition. We've done six years since Sir Alex Ferguson we've been absolutely rubbish since then so why not stick with it a little bit longer so, bas so basically you're saying you know as, as a fan base we need to accept where we are yes yes if you got look, I've always said right in 14 years of the Glaciers we've had 180 players go out 67 players come in and a, a net spend of 650 million that's less than 10 million you know, I, I mean even with those stats even with those stats, the question that I've come, I've come back to before and I've spoken to another uh, Manchester man himself, David, who's, who's kind of talked to me about a lot of the, the academy. In that time, would you say that the academy has really produced the players to fill the gap, to fill the void that Manchester United need to get back to the glory days? In a sense, yes, they have, but then they haven't got the uh, backbone behind it like the class of 92 had. When you've got people like Cantona, um Gary Pallister and people like that in, 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 in there to make a solid spine of a team. We don't have that solid spine. We've got the flair with the youth. We've got the excitement with people like Dan James. But with the actual um, veterans of the team, I don't believe that we've got that at all. Oh, gosh, you know something? You, that, that's, I hadn't looked at it that way, but that's a different way of looking mm -hmm. at it. What I'll say to you is like, we're going to go and get ready to get inside that's because, it. you know, we need to find our seat and in, in have a last minute, um, what they say, um, extra bit of oxygen. I'm going to try and find somewhere so I can have a quiet drink of yeah, water that's it. and uh, uh, talk some more to you off camera. That's anyway, it. thanks a lot. Thank you. Joe, no worries. Guys, see you very soon.
Right, so Manchester United uh, end the game 1-1 um, after winning for the bulk of uh, or leading for the bulk of that game. Uh, very much a defensive and rearguard action from the Manchester United team. Uh, uh, from the out, from where I was sitting, I would say that the Liverpool team were playing um, within themselves. They weren't really trying to, well, necessarily win the game, but they didn't want to lose the game. Obviously, they have a Champions League um, fixtures coming up, so there's a difference in a in terms of their kind of outlook of what they need to achieve. Obviously, they're unbeaten, but for Manchester United, it's a point gained, uh, possibly two points lost, but also um, no real move in the league. Uh, the Liverpool fans were singing at the end, um, you're going down, going down. It's kind of a, a marker of where Manchester United are right now in terms of the eyes of other fans, not seen as a real threat, not seen as, uh, as title contenders, definitely, and, and no real um, challenge from them in terms of league position. So, uh, Lots to think about. A good performance, really. A defensive performance on the whole. Everyone on the on the United side played well, and I thought Liverpool played well. But I think Manchester United did really well in containing or restricting the chances for Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson on their wings, and the bulk of their play went through their middle. But yeah, overall, I think Man United fans would be happy with a point. They would have asked for a point. Uh, at the beginning they were literally snatched your hand and grabbed it and said yes let's go with a point uh, hopes were high once the goal went in and that was against the run of play but uh, Manchester United um, no real change no real change for them and I'm not sure what it will mean for Ole in the next week months and for the duration of this season so uh, yeah uh, so Manchester United draw Liverpool uh, come back from a goal down and uh, get a point so anyway, uh, I'm going to go and catch up with a few other Manchester United fans and find out what's happening with them, see their thoughts on the game and uh, try and get back to you later. All right, take care. Bye.